Hey, what's going on there, Butlicks? Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast. Coming to you on a rainy evening. 55 degrees on the 6th of December, 2021. Monday. Okay, yeah, today was one of those overcast, kind of dreary Mondays. Some additions to the schedule, some subtractions, some last-minute cancellations, that old gag. All kinds of shit comes up. It's the give and the take of our day. Isn't it funny? Isn't it interesting how we get up and we walk or drive, go out into this world? <clears throat> Gotta take the good with the bad. Listen, I just watched my freaking favorite show right now, The Walking Dead, and these two characters that fell in love guy just got eaten by, uh, well, there's a whole whole story behind it, but they, they play this game, so as they're, as they're going through this world, which is full of zombie herds uh, wandering, trying to seek out human flesh or whatever and just eat, there's programmed to feed, stagger towards you and feed on you and all that shit, so that's around every corner, and then you have this, so you got the zombies, then you got the goddamn people who are just far more sinister because they're desperate in a post-apocalyptic world and they're doing all kinds of fucked up shit trying to steal resources and all kinds of stuff there was just like a right now they're dealing with a gang of cannibals they just the good guys just did away with them and there's this constant play interplay between these characters about right and wrong and they find that uh the angel and the devil on opposite shoulders. The devil sometimes wins, and you, you see these people kind of struggling with their humanity, the things that they have to do in order to survive. So they're, it's a great show. Yeah, kind of an ugly subject matter with the post-apocalyptic world and zombies trying to eat you all the time. There's gore, there's some nudity, there's all kinds of hardship and stuff. But the people, the characters are unfucking believable really. This is the most excited I've been about a, a show in a long time. It is worth your time. And there's just endless seasons. We're on like season five, and there's like ten seasons or something. It's And then beyond that, there's Fear the Walking Dead. It's, it's amazing. It's an amazing show. So, uh, look at this hard dick jogging down the fucking the road, to the sidewalk in the pitch dark and the rain. Dripping off his fucking face. Soaked to the bone. What a stud. Hope he doesn't get eaten by a zombie. So, between the zombies and the sinister people out there. Holy shit. I mean, it's just a lot to contend with, right? And this couple, very adorbs, adorbs. They find each other within this band of comparatively good people the protagonists of the show, and they come up with this game. It's called Finding the Good in the Bad. And so she'll say something pessimistic, like, oh, you know, tomorrow we're going to run out of food. And he'll say, well, hungry makes you, gives you, keeps you your, gives you a mental edge, you know. Or try. They'll come at each other. Like, she's got to, she'll say something negative, and he's, it's a challenge for him to come back with a quick retort Oh, it's raining today. Well, crops are going to grow a little bit. Maybe we'll find some 
fruit or vegetables along the way. So you gotta find the good and the bad. Oh, it's raining. Well, it's good good to be dry inside the cab of my fucking 5.7 liter Ram with the dual exhaust pipes. You know? Well, today's a Monday. Well, one day closer to Friday. Tired out, tired and stressed? Well, closer to getting home and seeing the people that I love the most, right? It's all kinds of things to be thankful for. So it's an interesting game, and I think that that's a good strategy. You know, to go through life, to go out into the world tomorrow and say, you know what, I know that things are going to be chaotic, kind of like a zombie-filled post-apocalyptic world where all the humans that are alive are out to get me. It feels like that these days, right? Sometimes. It's like that. It's not a stretch. You know, we used to look at these shows and be like, wow, that would never happen. Well, shit. So it's it's crazy, right? We have to be able to find... We need to gamify... Gamify finding the good and the bad. Or... Like my man Jocko Willink says, when something bad goes, something unfortunate happens, something bad happens, you say, good. You know, good, because I'm going to win anyway. Good. You know, we expected that. Now we're going to find a way around this obstacle. We're going to find a way to, you know, to come home with the win. It's raining out. It's cold. Good. I'm going to get my ass up, and I'm still going to go to the gym. I'm going to get my work in. That's why the guy shows those pictures of himself, you know, on Instagram or whatever with 4, 4 a.m. On his, on his watch. He's up that early, earlier than you, getting shit done. Or there's puddles of sweat underneath barbells, kettlebells. It's like the scene of the crime. I did all this. I punished myself. Because life is hard, I'm going to do hard things. I love that philosophy. It's definitely a way to uh, free yourself of some of the burdens of life. You know? So that's the first topic, is finding the good and the bad. Secondly, I'd like to congratulate Minshew. Freaking Gardner Minshew. What an awesome name. And I like his fucking attitude. He's a motivator. You can, if you, uh, you know, type him into your browser, you'll see a video somewhere of him post-game celebrating, hugging his dad, motivated, you know, brotherly handshakes, hugs, fist bumps, just like, you know, like he's he's in the zone. He did it. He's like saying, I did it, fucking did it, man. And they didn't give me a chance, you know. They, I was starting quarterback and then they took me out of it. And then they recycled me and I found a spot in the Eagles, my, either on the backup quarterback. They gave me a shot, I fucking showed him that I could do it. We've been on a losing streak, and I put them on a win. You know? Love that. Love the possibilities. Love the motivation. You know? Love this, you know, the, the, possi- the, the potential that this guy brings to the Eagles. Or any team. I love the possibility of an imperfect human being just harnessing the power of the, the day. Just saying, you know what? I'm up at that. 
I'm up at bat. Fuck it. It's time. I've been working all my life for this. And you don't have to be a fucking starting quarterback of the Eagles to, or the, you know, Eagles backup coming up to fucking shine on one particular day. Apparently they're going to put Hurts back in. You don't have to be in that situation. You could be in your life. You can, you know, have a fucked up day and be against the odds and say, you know what, uh, I'm not liking this. I'm not feeling it today. I'm tired. I'm sick. I'm frustrated. I'm in this predicament. And you can say, fuck it. Doing it anyway. I'm going to have something to show for this day. We discussed that. You know, that, that notion, that concept. I'm going to have something to show for this day. So I love the Minshew mania and how one person, it's symbolic of how an example of how one person can can save the day, can force their will on a situation. He wasn't the only one out there, but there was something about he was a catalyst, you know, he went after it. He was given a shot when the when their quarterback QB won was fucking injured. And he went out there and, and fucking just for that moment in time. Give me one moment in time. And in this one moment in time. You know what I mean? Let's fucking go. Look up that video you want to be motivated. Minshew Mania. Not to say there's anything wrong with Hertz. But he's been having problems out there. He's been putting, he's been fucking running when he should be throwing. He's getting interceptions. He's getting sacked. He's not, they're not winning with him at the helm. Try something different. And it worked. Just like at Carson Wentz and Nick Foles. Not that Wentz sucks. Now he's thriving, or he's doing very well right now with the Colts. But he gave somebody an opportunity, you know, in Nick Foles. He'd been in the league a long time. He had promise, but he was not in the starting role. They give it to him, he wins the Super Bowl. He does crazy things, and nobody thought, because he'd been waiting all that time to to be given an opportunity, and when the time came, he rose to the occasion, and then some. Well, isn't that awesome? Right. So that's our second topic. Third topic is this. Um, all right. It's called religious exemption. We're still doing this shit with the fucking COVID-19. COVID-19! Remember back then we were making fun of COVID? It was just like a blurb. Something in the, in the news. of You know, a, a YouTube clip with that pastor forget his fucking name now, but he was awesome. Fiery pastor that would say, we gotta burn this thing. This virus hates heat. We gotta burn this thing. And then all of a sudden, you know, we watch this bullshit. We've gone through the COVID times and they're still going. We got a new variant. 
got the fucking Omicron. I've been talking with folks about how uh, it's a ridiculous name. You know, it's legit Greek alphabet, I guess. But come on. You know that the public is going to fuck with that. And they're going to be like, oh my God, it sounds like a Transformer. It sounds like something I don't, I never heard of. I don't understand. It's a different language. Oh yeah, because it came from a different part of the world. And, you know, they infected us. And let's kill them. Chinese or the whatever. Is this Voltron? Sounds like Voltron. A, a villain. Sounds like Megatron instead of Omicron. So it disturbs people because they don't fucking get it. They don't speak this language. And so it's like naming a storm. You know, when you name a storm, it seems to me you give it power. You give it a human name, so we're going to call it Hurricane Margaret or Hurricane Yuga or Hurricane Sandy. We're going to take somebody's name. Like somebody, I know people named Sandy. They're usually sweethearts. So we're going to give human qualities to a storm, a meteorological event that devastates things. And the hurricane comes in, Hurricane Sandy, you know, floods and destroys and does all these things. Hey, you remember Ida? Hurricane Ida came in and did this. You know, you watch, uh, you know, History Channel episodes about earthquakes and whatever. Like, I don't know how you name them otherwise, but humans can't help but apply you know, anthropomorphic, that is, kind of human-inspired labels to, you know, inanimate objects. And it doesn't, it doesn't, it, it makes sense, because it, it's a way to communicate, but, you know, effectively, but it's, it's kind of fucked up. Because people don't get it, or they get it too much, and then they, they, just takes on a life of its own. It's like we sell it that way. Oh my God, Hurricane Ida's coming. What's the next hurricane going to be named? You know, give it a cute little name. Talk about it fucking countless times on the news. And this is what happens. So, so back to the religious. So we're talking about COVID, Omicron, new variant, you know, whether you hear it or not, whether it's true or not, apparently it's more transmissible, Uh, apparently it's weaker, a weaker cousin or something to the virus, apparently it's got all these mutations on the spike proteins, Uh, therefore we need more vaccinations, how many vaccinations and boosters are we going to have to get, you know, it's like a, there's all these questions, all these stresses, all these concerns, and it's nuts, it is nuts, talked to this guy the other day, he was like a fucking, the sweetest guy in the world, I know he's a very, uh, he's a religious man, goes to a very fundamentalist church in our vicinity. I know a lot of good people from there. Good folks. But maybe a little bit crazy. Okay? Maybe a little bit, you know, fundamentalist. You should take that to mean illogical. He does not want to get the vaccine. The guy's older. 
definitely at retirement age. He is overweight. He's got some chronic disease, which is pretty much every baby boomer, okay? There's something that they're dealing with that um, that puts them, makes them susceptible to this virus, right? So he is susceptible. He doesn't want to get, he works for a Fortune 500 company in Big Pharma. By a certain date, by January or whatever, he's got to get this vaccine. He doesn't want to get it. And he says he's prepared to walk away, retire early or whatever, if they're going to make him. I feel like, and he said, he's talking about how there's a religious exemption. And there is, but if you, in order to qualify for that, you need to have, um, apparently there's, you know, this company's got their shit together. They ask some very important questions. Okay, well, under what circumstances, what passage, what, you know, under what circumstances are you claiming religious exemption? So you really kind of have to know your stuff. If you're going to say, set a Bible verse, and if it makes no sense, I don't know, maybe somebody would talk to you. Maybe someone, maybe they could in some way connect you with someone who is a scientific mind, but also who is, you know, maybe somebody would reason with you. I don't know if they would go that far to try to retain people. But you obviously want to be sensitive to people's beliefs, respect them, while also safeguarding the public health. So I believe that it's obvious there's some sacrifices to make right now. And Christ, you work for a pharmaceutical company. So obviously you're okay with all the medications that you're producing, you're assisting. And you don't want to take this vaccine because what? You think it was rushed? You think it wasn't tested sufficiently? There's ev- there's every bit of evidence that they have been. They've gone through safety measures and, and this was important for us to do this. So, you're part, on the one hand, you're part of this apparatus, this pharmaceutical, you know, medical apparatus that protects us from, you know, disease processes. They make vaccines. They make medications. Um, you still don't see that the fact that you're able to work at a place like this, you're producing a product willingly and getting paid very well, by the way, yet you don't understand why you should get vaccinated. It's just beyond me. It's ridiculous. And it's it's hard to, to accept this from somebody who is an otherwise just a wonderful person, very thoughtful, very considerate. I know the guy rides a motorcycle. I said, well, you know, let me ask you, you wear a helmet when you ride a motorcycle? Because there's no helmet laws in PA. He said, well, I, I do, but I mean, I, I, I know, I want to no illusions that that's going to protect, you know, or part of my, uh, I'm going to get squashed if I, if I crash, but I understand that, you know, it's important to do. So, I mean, so I think the guy gets it. I think, I'm, I think he's a considerate guy not trying to hurt anybody else, not trying to be part of the problem, but he doesn't want to be forced to do this. It's very interesting 
the complexity here and the various vantage points that people um, are coming from or looking at this issue from and it's it's a bummer man because in many cases it's a stalemate right people do are, are not willing and able they're not able they might even be willing but I think that they're unable in many circumstances to find common ground and, and do the right thing some people are not maybe it's the news that they listen to uh, but they do not want to be forced to do anything and they think that it's an affront to their theology or whatever, I, I, I disagree, um, but a company certainly has their right to ensure that they're, you know, they're safe, they are a pharmaceutical company, for Christ's sake, and, and because of that, they need to stand by science, they need to ensure a safe workplace for people, or folks aren't going to want to come back, you know, so they're going to stand by their principles, which is that the vaccine is safe and effective. You should get it. It's going to protect you. It's going to protect other people. But we talked about that quite a bit. Um, It was brought to my attention today that somebody that I've known quite well over the years whom I haven't talked to in in quite a while, but I do know and love this person, Apparently, he's on a ventilator at a local hospital. And that's surprising because a guy, if he's 40, then, you know, I'd be surprised. He's probably 40 ish. And healthy guy, very vocal, very outspoken about politics and the, and, uh, very pro-Trump. In fact, I think I just saw something the other day where there was like a you know, Trump 2024 and maybe, um, not maybe, a bunch of anti-vax propaganda sort of stuff. So, it's peculiar. Peculiar how people, you know, where they're coming from. You know, like, who gets to them? How do you get into... Does this always exist? Is there a certain personality type that is susceptible to this way of thinking? Like, I wonder what makes me think the way that I think. How is it that I feel, at least I feel, that I'm a logical person? How is it that I like to measure twice and cut once? That I Am I as mentally, intellectually limber as I am trying to come off? trying to as I as I make deliberate efforts to be like everybody thinks that they're right and that they're thinking properly are we you know are we thinking are we dealing with a full deck I'm standing, I, you know, I wish this person who's who's on a ventilator at a local hospital, I, I, I wish him healing and strength and 
to rise above this. I, I, on some level, I got to admit, when people do stupid shit, though, I, I, at least, you, you know, I'm not surprised. And at the most, I kind of feel a little bit of, like, satisfaction, like, like, that's just. If you do stupid shit, you win stupid prizes. Right? Like that friend or that person you know that always doing dumb shit, and it was just a matter of time before, you know, they were going to wind up in trouble. And I think people that are not superstitious or anything, but it's not inconceivable that any of us could become infected by this virus. Now, I'm not running scared, necessarily, but I, I, you know, like I had an opportunity over the weekend to go to a concert, and I opted out. I, yeah, I went to an Eagles game a few weeks ago, but it was outside. I kind of felt like it was safe-ish. But it had been the most people that I had been around for for a very long time. People that I didn't know. You know, like I've been working. I've been had hands-on people, adjusting folks. You know, sitting in a classroom of 50 students. Who knows, you know, the, the exponential um, risk involved. You know, the notion that, the reality that somebody probably had the critter. Of course, it's all around us. I don't think, it's not like there's just people. If, they, if people that had COVID would glow somehow. If we could engineer some sort of, you take this medicine and, and if you're, if you have COVID, you start to glow. There'd be a lot of people right now glowing because I believe that this virus is ubiquitous and it's in public spaces and it's it's around. So I'm I don't think that you know I think if you especially you go to a place like a concert or a, um, a football game, sure you're going to get exposed and you're you'd be fortunate if you don't get sick or test positive or whatever. I think we can thank our immune systems that we have some and vaccination that we have protection against this. But even that's not 100% guarantee. 90% is the the protection that you know, these vaccines and Pfizer and Moderna versions at least provide that much protection. With the booster, that means that 90% less likelihood of hospitalization and getting you know, sick, real sick. So, look, I'll take that. I need that. I need to keep going. i got a family to provide for. i got patients to look after. i got students that need me. I don't want to be sick. I don't want to be even inconvenienced by this shit. And so I think, I feel like people look at it like that, you know, instead of like, oh, you're going to violate my rights, you're going to tell me to do something. Do you really want to mess with this? Do you want to have 
you really think that somebody somewhere wants to control you, why? So we can turn the economy off? You know, so we can overwhelm our healthcare systems, so we can, there can be riots in the street and, you know, and more hardship in this world? Nobody wants to control you. They want to control the population in as far as we don't want this pandemic to kill more people and create a stress and strain on the on our infrastructure, sure. It's important. People get sick and die, you know. So I hope my friend there, um, if there's anything I can do, if I find out that uh, you know he needs me or, or I can help him, I'm, I'm right fucking there. But I'd say just be sensible. And there's a lot of people learning hard lessons out there. You know, it would be a shame for people to think that it would never, it could never happen to them only to find out that they were wrong. So don't get complacent. I'm not saying go hole up in your fucking house. But, um... You know, don't tempt fate. There's some stupidity out there. Um, let's see. That's uh, a good half hour. Let me see what I can, how I can finish driving the back roads of uh, Telford right now. About to head home. Tomorrow, tomorrow will be the first day that I've had off. This will be this Tuesday. No teaching. There are gotta get a bunch of students emailing me. Hey, Dr. Rowe, do we really not have class tomorrow? I'm hearing different things. No, we don't have class tomorrow. We finished our content for this module. We reviewed, and here's an, an audio review of the same thing for the test preparations. All the materials are in place. Make sure you did your discussions. Make sure you, you know, ask me, make up any exams. Contact me. I'll help you out. Other than that, I ain't, you know, we're not going to have physical class tomorrow. So. <clears throat> this is interesting. Remember when I said that was trying to see if my institution had any online teaching available. And they said, ah, oh, we don't do that, you know. So I just got an email this morning that said, hey, you know, we, we are going to be teaching some online classes, and would you be interested? And I said, yes. So, not during the traditional semester, but just outside of the traditional semester, I'm going to be leading an A&P course starting in March. Going to go for like seven weeks, and so I'm gonna. I guess I'm not giving up teaching completely. But I got my Tuesdays back tomorrow. Hopefully, it's a dry day. I'm gonna be fucking carving out there. I'm gonna be doing some knocking off some honeydew lists. I'm gonna be playing with my dog. 
I'm going to be sleeping my ass in. I'm going to hit the gym. I'm going to do a lot of stuff as I can. I'm not sitting in a classroom or walking around a lab beating my meat. You understand? Well, how are you guys? I hope you're all doing well. We're moving steadily towards Christmas. I am convinced that the, uh, the gift of the year coming from house the housewares department, everybody's talking about air fryers, so I think the Obers are going to get one because it sounds like an appliance that you'll actually use, you know? So I'm excited about that. It seems like most, a lot of people already have one. They're flying off the shelves at coal at Kohl's. But other than that, I gotta do I gotta do some shopping. Maybe I'll order some things tomorrow on Amazon. Maybe I'll go get my wife the spa gift certificate that she wants. I gotta be better about that, about Christmas gifts. I just am not a material guy. I'm living in a material world, and I am not a material girl. You know. I'll get my daughter some records. She got a record player. Get her some freaking serious records and shit. Some records that I think are good, and some of the ones kids are listening to today. I hope you get everything you want for Christmas, my friends. I wish you peace, and I want you to encourage you to find, strive to find the good and the bad. Maybe by looking at the world a little bit differently and our circumstances a little bit differently. make this life a little bit more worthwhile, a little more productive, a little bit more endurable. Challenge yourself to find the good in the bad, or at least grin and bear it, laugh at it, you know, try to have some joy despite the apocalypse. All right, fuck faces. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Huh! <laughs>